NFL experience? Then this is the show for you. This is Up on Game with LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plaxico Burris. Did you hear that? LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, Plaxico Burris? It's a show with three of the best to ever do it on and off the field. And now, here's Pro Bowlers LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion Plaxico Burris. All right, all right. Good morning to everyone out there. Welcome in to another exciting show we call Up On Game. We got T.J. Hutchman-Zada, my man, Plexico Burris. I'm LeVar Arrington. We're going to carry you the next two hours, give you all some things to think about, some things to talk about. Uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. Check that out. Give a star, star rating of some sort. Leave a, leave a comment. Tell a friend. Um, Guys, we got a lot to get to today, man. We, we, we're going to start with a more somber, a more more real conversation that, that needs to take place. Uh, we got I'm On Your Head coming up with, with JJ next segment. We got Legendary Moment with Brandon Marshall. Uh, we got we got some good stuff to get to. RG3, he, he had a change of heart. We'll talk about that. Uh, size matters uh that's that's something we'll get to all right um yeah so we got a lot to get to yeah size size matters that's what they say um and, and we'll talk about that we'll get into that a little bit more uh as we go but fellas let's let's get into this first topic of conversation because this is something that is needed to be discussed it's needed to to get into um Mental health is a real thing, and and I'm you know I'm obviously we'll hear from Brandon Marshall and what what he's got going on um, in our legendary moment. But the Stanford uh, University had a loss in their sports community. Um, star soccer player um, she she passed away, Katie Meyer, uh, for for Stanford. Uh, CNN uh, Stella Chan uh, reported that it 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 was ruled a suicide. Uh, the parents basically said they had no idea that this is what she was heading towards or, you know, there there was a situation where she was going to get disciplined by the school over defending a teammate at one point in time. And that may have stressed her out. Anxiety may have kicked in. I wanted to have the conversation because obviously when we talk about the show up on game, the premise of creating this platform and this show was to have solution driven conversations and Nothing bigger than a, a topic such as this, fellas, where you have a a young young lady, a young adult, and and finds herself in a situation where she she had a permanent a permanent solution for what I always say are 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 only in the moment situations, in the moment temporary problems. We we both have we all three of us have daughters. Um, and and we all have kids when looking at the the situation more so than maybe talking about Katie Myers situation in particular what are your takeaways in terms of just the idea of making sure you're present to talk to your kids and talk to them and discuss with them and making sure everybody's on the same page about mental health and how how important that is Man, for for me, when when I when I saw this, I, I read every single morning. I wake up, I read for about an hour, hour and a half, two hours every single day. And I'm close to a player that goes to Stanford. We talk regularly, treat him like he's my son. 
this breaks my heart, man, when you see a child, in essence, a young woman take her life because she fears of consequences that may come from her doing something for a teammate, which we're all taught growing up from the first day you start playing sports. Protect your teammate. Protect your teammate. Defend your teammate. You're taught that from the very first day you start playing sports. We are one. We ride for them. You with your teammate through thick and thin. That's what she was doing. Now, I don't know the particulars and the ins and outs of what happened. I just know, and and I try to relay this to my kids all the time. I don't care what you're going through. It doesn't matter what it is. I got your back. Mm -hmm. We ain't going to never have a problem. If you're feeling bad about anything, I'm with you. Call, talk. We, I mean, we had these conversations, LaVar, and my kids be like, why are you talking to me like this? Mm-hmm. You have to because you just never know. There's not a problem that's too big. We got your back. We with you. And, and so whatever the discipline Miss Katie Meyer was going to face, she feared it. And things got to change, man. It's like pass, fail. You go from first grade to second grade. Either you passed it or you failed it. But did you really learn anything? Did it make you a better person? Uh, And our society is, oh, you're going to get punished for this because these are the protocols. These are the rules. Well, some things need to change. I've talked to a college graduate. He just graduated from college in 2021. And we were laughing. And I'm not even going to say the university. Great university. He just laughs and like, <laughs> I really don't remember much from my degree, bro. I really don't. I should have majored in finance so that I could manage my money. But you go through school and we've all gone through school. How much do we actually use that school first? You write all these papers. Do you remember anything? Do you remember the papers that you've written? You remember doing the research? And so there's just so many things that we do as a society and it matters in school that it really doesn't matter. I feel so bad for her family, but I, I just advise, talk to your kids and let them know whatever you do, there's not a problem too big because I got your back. I'm with you to the end. I mean, when I say to the end, there's nothing you can do that I'm against you. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, this, uh, you know, this mental health is, is a real situation. It's definitely something that needs to be brought up and needs to be talked about more. But I think the scariest part about it all is that when when there are no signs. So so how do you know and understand and get to the person? And you know when my when my son and my daughter wake up every morning, I ask them, you know, I say good morning. I say, uh, you know, how are you? How's everything? You know, how was your day? You know, when they get home from school and all of those situations, and you just hope that they have it in them as your children or any other person or child that you may ask that they have the courage to come out and say, you know, this is bothering me or I'm going through this situation. And, and it's become more prevalent over the, you know, over the last few years. You look at the whole, you know, Michael Phelps situation. He talked about his mental health and how his mental health, mental health uh, situation was so severe he had to step away from the pool because he, he felt that, you know, he felt like he didn't want to live anymore. And that's when you get to the point to where, you, you know, l- listen, we need to get to a, a point to where people can reach out to get help. But it takes the courage because, you know, I was listening to Natasha Cloud and she 
you know, took herself away from the NBA season last year because she, she said she was dealing with depression and anxiety and all these things of being a, a professional you know, NBA player. And what she, what she said to me was, I think we have all felt, uh, you know, at some point in our career. And she said that being an athlete, whether professional or an, or an amateur, we are taught to inherit the responsibility of being bigger than the game and the sport. And, you know, we're human beings also. When we take that jersey off or how much money you're making and all of those great things, that doesn't keep you away from life situations that you have to deal with on a daily, you know, daily basis, day in and day out. And you look at, you look at Simone Biles. She comes out and says, listen, I'm, I'm not in the best situation for my team. You know, I'm dealing with some mental health issues and people come out and criticize her and say, well, how can you do this? At, how can you do this at this point at the, at the at the Olympics? What they should have been doing was praising her on the being at the high stage of a career or in the world at the Olympics. And they come out and saying, listen, I need to step away. I'm only going to hurt my team. I'm not at my best. I'm dealing with some issues and pe- people should be apl- applauding her for that. But, you know, it's, it's a sad story. You know, when I saw it come out, the first thing you think, can do is just think about your kids and, and what their parents are going through. But I hope that people, if, if you're going through something, it, you know, may, there may be no signs for people to see, but just have the courage to come out and let somebody know that you're dealing with an issue and maybe you can get some help. You got to check in. I think I think that that's the common theme of, of all of this. You got to check in. First thing I ask my kids are, are you happy? First thing I ask my, my wife, my family, are you happy? You know, you know because in, in the end, you tell me, okay, well, I seem like I'm happy. Maybe you're not happy. I, but you got to check in and create that accountability. And you also got to create that, that confidence. And I think so many times one of the things that gets lost, one of the main ingredients of this is the confidence and and being able to know that my parents have my back, being able to know that I can talk about what it is that I'm going through and what I'm feeling. And and I think if there's one thing that I took away from from this tragedy and this this story is is just for me is that I, I don't I don't I'm not close enough to the situation to, to cast any type of judgments or anything as as it applies to me and myself and, and what I would tell others and what I would advise others. Make sure that you're building the confidence within the people that you're dealing with on a daily basis. Don't destroy, don't fracture, don't take the confidence of communication and and trust building for granted. Because you could take someone that would want to talk to you and you could have been a difference, uh, 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 a person that could have made uh, a difference in what the outcomes could have been. And you'll never know. You never know how many people you impact by just being kind, by being present, by by letting them feel the confidence where, you know what, it shouldn't have to be courage to be able to say I'm feeling something so deep and so dark that I may take my own life. It should be a matter of I need to talk to you because this is how I'm feeling. 
and they should feel confident enough and they should be able to trust that they're not going to be sent away or something crazy is going to happen to them or be judged like you mentioned Simone. I mean, it's like that was one of the second things I thought, like, are we going to look at Simone Bowles and, and say, OK, if she had taken her own life, that legitimizes what she was saying was but her concern you, and what look, she was feeling. Look, look where we come from. And all three of us are similar in age. We come from an era of you bring that up. Oh, you soft. You, you, you soft. You got to yeah. go. Something and wrong. I'm still like that to this day. But I'm very sensitive to others that have been able to change and are strong enough to say, like a Brandon Marshall, mm-hmm. man, I need help, bro. This ain't right. He was one of the first pioneers. Did it, everybody what, was like, they was doing it, man, what this you dude crazy. Yeah. yeah, he's crazy. So, but that's the era we come from. And more awareness. That That's first of all. It's so much more awareness, but it pains my heart for a young lady who has her entire life in front of her to do something like this because she felt this was her last resort. We got to, society has to change. We got to fix this. Um, but it's what you said, man. Instill the utmost confidence in your children. Let them know that they can talk to you about any and everything. I mean, we all have kids. You, you raise them, you change diapers. <laughs> when you change diapers, you get all kind of poop on your hands. Do we care? Nah, you keep changing that. Like you do so much for your children at an early age that just because you're older, it's not going to stop. I'm going to still do the same thing. It's just not changing your diaper now. That's right. I'm, or I'm or it could be. Or it or could it, be. If, if need be, yes. And so, yes. But your kids have to know this. And if they feel a little nerve, they can't talk to you about this, maybe they start lying and ah, fudging the truth. I just it it sucks, man. It, it really does because you get one life. When it's gone, it's gone. But as a society, we got to figure this out. Yeah, and, and parents out there, and and athletes, listen. Talk. It, it, you don't have to have all the answers. It's not about having all the answers. It's about having the dialogue and seeking the help. There are there are tremendous uh, organizations out there that can assist and can help in, in getting those answers and finding those answers. But the one thing I know for certain is ending your life is not the answer. It's not. A permanent solution for a temporary problem will never be the answer. And, and from us at this show, our thoughts and prayers go out to, to the family Um it's a tragic situation, but it also is all too common and and we have to stand up and we have to be vigilant and we have to be aware of what we're feeling and what our kids are feeling because this is something that we deal with as adults as well. So make sure that you're you're okay with talking about the things that you feel and what you're going through because ultimately there are a lot of people that are impacted and affected by those permanent permanent solutions that happen when suicide takes place so all right we're going to take a quick break we'll come back we're going to get some up on your head uh we got a lot of things to get to uh, as you can see yeah we'll tackle a hard-hitting topic so uh this is up on game that's tj hushman's eyes plexico burst i'm lavar arrington we'll take a quick break we'll be right back it's fox sports radio all right welcome back in to up on game uh we touched on a super super uh 
big topic in, in suicide and suicide prevention. Make sure you guys go to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline if you need assistance of any kind. Uh, the number is 800-273-8255. Um, we'll put that on, on our tweet as well when we, we put out the segment. Um, yeah, just make sure you guys are, are staying tuned in and dialed in and checking in with one another. Super important, uh, something that we all have been touched by and and should be vigilant over. So, uh, yeah, there's that. Let's put that to bed. And and now uh, let's, let's get on with the show. Let's get on to some, well, I'm on your head. Oh, yeah. Now it's over like this. I'm on your head with James Jackson. No one likes a disappointing season from their football team. I mean, you envision your team coming into the season having a certain amount of success, and then they come up short. So naturally, you want to start pointing fingers and placing blame. But don't start pointing fingers in the wrong direction and end up putting your young and -and up-and-coming quarterback under the gun when he doesn't need to be. Yeah, I'm talking to the Arizona Cardinals. I'm on your head. The switch-up I see from the Cardinals right now is really pretty wild to me. Like, it seemed like they were all in on their young QB. And now, all of a sudden, it looks like they want to get rid of Murray in a hurry. But I think the Cardinals are really failing to see the bigger picture right now. I mean, the Cardinals were 3-13 and the year before they drafted Kyler Murray. Number one overall, right? And since he's come into the league, all that man has done is gotten better. Posting an 87 quarterback rating in his rookie year that jumps up to a 94 quarterback rating in his second year. And then he makes that leap to posting a 100 quarterback rating last year. And then not to mention, before his injury, was this man not commanding the top offense in the NFL? On the team with the best record in the NFL? In possibly the toughest division in the NFL? I mean, how are you the Cardinals and you still can't see things from a bird's eye view right now? Unbelievable. Like I said earlier, no one likes to see their team with a disappointing season. And yes, The Cardinals did hit a major speed bump in the middle of last season. But blame doesn't solely fall on Kyler for hitting that cliff, Kingsbury. The Cardinals have a chance to build one of the NFL's premier offenses moving forward. I truly believe that. But it seems like they're about to mess it all up because they can't covet their young quarterback under center. It's University of Phoenix Stadium down there, right? Well, the Cardinals might need to enroll because they can learn a thing or two. I'm on your head. (laughs) <laughs> That's James Jackson. Spicy. JJ. Yeah, it was spicy. And make sure you check out Straight Facts Podcast on Up On Game uh, Presents channel. Uh, subscribe to that as well. Fellas, the Cardinals extended Cliff Kingsbury, Steve Kime until 2027. And yet the guy that probably would be considered the main catalyst of, of this team in terms of, of accomplishment thus far in my estimation, would be one Kyler Murray. Now, with that being said, he hasn't been extended and is still on his rookie contract. What is the best approach for Kyler Murray in the situation that he's in right now? Obviously, we've had uh, Larry Fitzgerald Sr. come out and call him, uh, you know, spoiled. You know, people have had certain things to say about his leadership. He's he's come under some scrutiny. There was some, you know, obviously a lot of of attention paid to him scrubbing his social media of Arizona Cardinal pitchers. Uh, if you're advising Kyler Murray on where he's at right now, 
how do you how do you tell him to navigate this situation right now? Your your, your play, your play will do the talking for you. First off, plain and simple, you don't. We we, we live in an era where. You got to understand it's like when you when you scrub all Arizona Cardinal stuff off your social media, you knew that's going to create a problem. Don't do it. Oh, I didn't know. You knew. You knew. Like, just don't do dumb stuff like that. That That's just common sense. But they say common sense isn't always common. It's not common, right? Listen, you know when you do something like that, people are going, why did Kyler Murray do this? Oh, I just did it to do it. Come on, man. I was born last night. I wasn't born last night. I might have been born tonight, but it wasn't last night. Just let your play do the talk because when you look at it, in essence, he really is under contract with the Cardinals for three more years. This year, the option, and then the franchise. And so if you want to play football in the National Football League for the Arizona Cardinals, get out your feelings and go play football. It's clear as day, LeVar. They were a three-win team before they drafted him. Yep. They've been better every year with him. Every year. He's going to get paid. But when Larry Fitzgerald's dad comes out and say what he said, you think he's just saying that or you think he's talked to his son? He's not just going to say that. It's the great – and they are – I know them personally. They are some very competent people. Dude. So to have So for him to be in media and to come out and say that, there, there, there's, there's, right. there's fire. Yeah. Just, just Absolutely. Put your head down, be the quarterback, lead the team. But, see, this is what happens. Oh, the quarterback is the leader of the team. Every quarterback is not a leader, guys. True. Every quarterback is not a leader, but you want to appoint him as the leader. If guys don't follow you, you're not the leader. You can't make me a leader if other people aren't willing to follow me. The crowd determines who the leader is. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always have to be the quarterback. If that's not him, it's okay. The Cardinals are better when he's the quarterback, but he has faults that he needs to fix. Get out your feelings. Mm. You can play the game of football, lead this team, and if you can't lead, just don't be a distraction. Don't scrub your social media because you know it's going to be a distraction. Don't have your agent put that out like your agent is supposed to be advising you. That was bad advice. He just I mean, that was bad. You don't need to do that. And so that would be my advice. Put your head down, go to work, um, keep improving. And you're going to get paid by the Arizona Cardinals or somebody else. Mm-hmm. Listen, I, I don't, I don't think that the Arizona Cardinals are ready to get rid of Kyler Murray in a hurry. I think this is the main issue. Um, you have three years left on the contract, just like TJ said. Why are you even worried about a contract extension? And how could you ask for a contract extension after the playoff game that you just played against the Los Angeles Rams? It just makes no sense to me. But this is the main problem. The Arizona Cardinals have a problem with, with Kyler Murray in this situation because <laughs> the current quarterback market for him is $43 plus million. Dollars. He threw for 3,700 yards last year, which is current, which was ranked 14th, which is basically the bottom tier of the quarterbacks that are currently playing in the NFL. Is he a $45 million a year player right now with the production that he's had? Absolutely not. That's the problem that the Arizona Cardinals have with him right now. It's not like they don't want him to be their quarterback. They don't think that he's worth that money. And I think a lot of people believe that he's not worth that much money based off his production and what you just had of uh, last year. But from, a, but from a performance standpoint, just like TJ said, man, listen, you got to come out and just let your play speak for itself. You got to go out and play better. You had one of the worst playoff games which we had ever seen. 
You got to put your head down and get back out there and play football. You still have three years left on your deal. So I don't think they're all ready to negotiate a contract with you anyway. And, and at this point, the, the, the way you have played in that last playoff game, it just seems like there, there's a disconnect with, from what I see on the outside looking in with him on the television. There's a disconnect between him and the players. You know, just like uh, LeVar said, where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, you know, he, he lacks humility or, you know, or, you know, personality and all of those things. Then you hear Colt McCoy come out and say when he threw that, 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 that interception in the Super Bowl, he, he, uh, uh, Colt McCoy goes over and says, hey, man, it's going to be okay. And then he says, I'm done. I'm not going back in. As a player, you look at it, yo, man, this is the Super Bowl. It doesn't have to be the Super Bowl. It's a regular season game. And it, to that to, to that effect – Colt McCoy, he says that, and it seems like he quit on the team, even even though the game is basically over. But I think that said a lot to me. And then I go back to the whole, you know, A.J. Green situation with him throwing the pass early and, and, and them two guys being out of sync and basically throw A.J. Green under the bus. So there's some disconnect between him and the players in the locker room. I don't know what it is, but for me, looking, looking from the outside in, I, I don't think that he's a, the leader that the Arizona Cardinals thought he was going to be when he came into this organization? Well, I, I think he he's a conundrum because you can look at it from both sides of the equation. Uh, and and listen, Cliff Kingsbury, the 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 GM kind, they they're both they're both a part of those losses as well, and they're both a part of those those end of the season nose dives as well. And they've been awarded and rewarded for for what they've done. And I think that's largely in part from the success that they've been able to generate and create. They need to figure it out. I'm with you guys, though. I think I think if Kyler Murray is to serve himself the best way, I think I've, I've, I've said this before. I'll continue to say it. I think he needs to sit down the people who are most important in that circle, his head coach, his GM, his teammates. He needs to sit them down and he needs to look at them man to man and say, I'm going to be better. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy that, you know, uh, one of the greatest, if not the greatest football player to ever play for the Arizona Cardinals organization and his father, who's revered and, and respected and esteemed in Minnesota media. I don't want you guys feeling this way. So let's talk about it. I want to talk about it. I want to get it out there because I want to be the best I can be for you guys. I think if he humbles himself enough to have man-to-man conversations with the people around him, I think he can fix the situation because ultimately them dudes know that their success hinges on what Kyler Murray does, 100%. So let's have a conversation. I mean, the best thing I could ever say when, when I've ever found myself in a situation or we found ourselves in situations as a team is you come together and you talk through it. And and to that point, I hope that the leadership on Arizona, so let's not put this all on Kyler's shoulders because he's still young. He's still a young pro. Let's not put this all on his shoulders. Let's look to some of these veterans on the team. And let's say, you know what, one of these guys needs to step up and step in and say, let me bring Kyler to the table. Let's bring everybody to the table. Let me facilitate. Let's talk through it and see if we can come to, you know, a good place where we can all coexist and understand this is what he feels and this is what, you know, the situation is for him. This is what the situation is for us. Let's find our common ground. Hey, you know what they say, hey, Lamar. Communication hey, is the hey, key. 
when you talk about this nowadays, uh, who are the veterans? Yeah, I think that, I, that's, a, that, that's a lot. That's what's wrong with a lot of these organizations and this team. There are no veterans. And that's you got fair. guys, you know, five years and under. Like, who, who are you going to talk to? I or mean, obviously have they extended have, stays. You know, have been DeAndre there for Hopkins. a while. They have DeAndre Hopkins. You know, uh, I mean, AJ, AJ Green's been in the league forever. He, he can and he leads by example, not with his voice, but one of my uh, college coaches just sent me something. Dean Grossfeld. Really, nobody owes you bleep bleep bleep. That's the bottom line. Nobody yeah. owes you anything. Owes Go you do anything. it. Yeah, get it done. All right, let's go to David Gascon. Let's get some trending on the other side of the trending. Uh, we're going to try to survive David Gascon trending right now. What, what you got, Dave? Fellas, fellas, college basketball right now, 13th ranked Tennessee, taking it to Arkansas. They're up 35-18. This ballgame's got about seven minutes and change left in the opening half. On Fox, number 11, Villanova leading at Butler, 25-11. to And then Alabama and LSU are going at it. 25th ranked Crimson tied down by a basket, 25-23. to Away from all that in the NBA, Sham Sharani is reporting Zion Williamson has returned back to New Orleans after spending some time rehabbing on his foot in Portland. He's also cleared for basketball-related activities. You guys see this story with Brittany Griner? No. Man, I did. I read that this morning. That's crazy. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. She was detained in Russia after officials found some hashish oil in her luggage at the airport near Moscow, according to a report from the New York Times this morning. Times actually cited a statement from the Russian Federal Customs Service, which released a video of Griner that appears to be her going through airport security with the oil. So they're obviously looking at that. Uh, NFL news, a couple different things. First off, Panthers right tackle Tyler Martin appeared to restructure his contract. It's going to create about $11 million in cap space for this upcoming year. Brian Greasy moving to San Francisco as a quarterback's coach for the 49ers. And the NFL Network reporting that Aaron Rodgers is split and torn a little bit on where he wants to play. That's the report. This upcoming season. That's, That's the report. That's I don't know. NFL Network, you know. <laughs> Clicks, it's, baby. It's clicks, 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 clicks. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that. The, the swollest man in, in, in sports radio trending and, and radio and television. Yeah, I don't know, appreciate man. appreciate you, David Guy, Gascon. You're like twice my size. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, you know. Do you still hit the gym often? Hey, hey, Dave, why are you over acting like you small, man? You, yeah, I'm not. Man. I just don't wear the baby oil like LeVar does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm ashy. Man. Don't, don't, don't do that. He got speaking the baby of ashy, oil classy. and TJ got the baby powder. Hey, hey, oh, hey speaking man. of baby power, let's, let, powder, let, let's move on to the RG3 sticks, man, and, and, and let's, just, let's just wrap this up. He cancels his book, Surviving Washington. What's your – he, hey, what, what's your, what's your, you know, reaction? we were in uh, old Las Vegas. <laughs> I, I think it was uh, one Mr. LeVar Arrington. You t- now, you really was on his head. He, he must, he must have heard it. And word got back, and as my man Fred Smoot called him, Bobby Three Sticks did a <laughs> quick backpedal. Yeah, he, and it was, he just thought about it. What was it? The best thing to do. Um, and obviously that answer is no. And so good for him if he felt this was good for him. I, I don't know enough about it to comment on it. I just know when we had that discussion, and LeVar, you're privy to a lot of things that we aren't. You thought, do this years ago. Why now? Yeah. If you didn't do it years ago, stand your place and shut up. That's basically the gist of what you said. Obviously he listened. And he did it for economical gain. And, and if that's smart. 
That's smart what he did. And, I mean, here's the thing. And then some more clarity came out, right, because people were jumping down, you know, jumping on me, talking about victims have the uh, – they have the right to come out when they want to come out. It's been cleared up. He's not a victim. He wasn't – he was not a, a recipient or a victim of the harassment. I, I believe it was reported that he was going to – he was writing and, and giving accounts of witnessing, witnessing – these things take place so to me again that in itself is damning what are you waiting until now to jump out there and say i witnessed so you're telling me now that it's safe to jump out there and put yourself out there that the person that that was in that moment and suffered that situation in that moment that you're saying you experienced it and you witnessed it so now all these years later you're going to put that in a book that's in a book. Like, let's make the sense of that. You're going to put that in a book that I witnessed this taking place with people. Well, those people needed you to to step up and say what needed to be said when you witnessed it. <laughs> I mean, am I am I am I off on that? Like, like I, I I immediately felt I felt a certain type of way when it came out and and it was more so yeah. it was it was leaning towards him being a victim he's going to write about how he was victimized and that was almost how the narrative was unfolding and that was not that was not accurate and that was not what it was and and even if that were the case i would have more sensitivities to it because everybody has the right to tell their story when they want to tell their story and how they want to tell it but you putting it in a book to sell that still would have came off as a little bit, a little bit off, a little bit shady to me, if you're telling me. But you know that is what it is. the The book is dead for now, guys. I for I know now. you wanted to read it. I know that y'all it's wanted just, to buy it. It's I, just I so apologize. many stories and you know so many issues and stories about you know him coming out and saying he was assaulted, and then you know he recants his statements and say he. He, you know, he he watched it or he saw it, and it's just it's just a mess, man. And it's I'm just mess. glad for him that he, he didn't release it because I think for him it just only would have got worse. Well, there you go. Oh, it'd be interesting to see how that all, uh, you know, plays out. But as of now, everyone uh, surviving Washington is uh, dead in the water. So Bobby, sorry three, if you guys were going to get that. Sorry, you know. sorry, y'all. Everybody that wanted to read it. Sorry if you was going to get that. I mean, it that is was what anticipating. It is. <laughs> hey, the irony. Hey, I did predict that it would was. be. Hey, I did predict that it would be a New York bestseller. Hey, you did say that too. <laughs> Hey, you did hey. say that. We were in Vegas when we talked about this. And speaking about Vegas, uh, we're brought to you by one of the favorite, our favorite cities. It is Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, competition, it is always on. Whoever you root for, whatever sports you love to watch, the biggest games are even bigger in Vegas. So make sure you plan your trip today at Vegas, or excuse me, visit LasVegas.com. Fox Sports Radio wants to remind you this April 28th through the 30th, Vegas will be hosting the 2022 Draft, an event that will be unlike any other with unparalleled energy and excitement that only the greatest arena on earth can deliver. The best part is now through March 13th, we're giving away a trip for two to be part of the energy and excitement that is the draft. That's right. You and a lucky person of your choosing can win a trip to Las Vegas during draft weekend, April 28th through the 30th, sponsored by the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority, 
The prize package includes round-trip airfare to Vegas, a hotel stay on the Strip, access to Fox Sports Radio's draft broadcast, and more. To enter and get rules, visit foxsportsradio.com. That's foxsportsradio.com to win a trip to Vegas during draft weekend. This is Up On Game. I'm LeVar, TJ uh, Plexico. Uh, we'll be right back. We got a whole lot more to get to. Uh, we're rounding this thing out. Uh, we'll talk a little bit of, uh, well, legendary moments and some, well, more, some more commando talk. I mean, I mean, commanders. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe Cowboys, too. Stay tuned. It's up on game. We'll be right back. Fox Sports Radio. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back into Up On Game. Hey, if cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, then you need Indeed, because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all from one place. Find your next great hire visiting Indeed.com slash credit. Make sure you check it out. Fellas, TJ, stretch 40 times. What was your 40 time at the combine or at your pro day? And are 40 times becoming a tad bit uh, misleading. I mean, you got some really, really fast 40 times that are taking place, and I just wonder where we are right now. Are 40 times misleading? It's a loaded question. Um, I'm going to say yes and no. The key, and granted, we got to catch the ball. I'm assuming you can catch. Okay. LeVar can the key to being a good receiver, hey, I probably and I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving free game. I'm giving free game right now. I, I, I said this a few years ago, <laughs> and I think people started to take notice. The key to being a good receiver, it comes down to one word, or actually two: deceleration. And mm. can you separate deceleration, separation, deceleration, separation? If you can do those things and run fast, wow. And if you can't, um, you're not going to play. And so, yeah, speed matters. Uh-huh. If you cannot stop, it does not matter. <laughs> I played with some guys who were super slow, but they played fast. And I played with some guys who had straight line speed that you couldn't imagine, but they couldn't play the game of football. It, it, it comes down to, you know, how smart you are. It, it's, it, it's, it's all mental for me. Listen, I, I didn't run at the combine, so I don't know what my time was, but I did run in my pro day. I ran a four four seven. And I no, had you didn't. Yes, show I did. Me, show me the receipts. At my pro day, I ran a four four seven. My second time, I ran a four four eight. Okay. Those were my two times, and I didn't run it. You I didn't fast, run. Flex? You want flash? Get out of here. Hey, how, how you don't? You just don't get deep if you are slow. I mean, how do you continue to get deep if you if you if you if you, if you can't run fast? There was a lot of ways we could have took that that it's statement. You doubled down on it too, but it's, it's called okay. deception. Okay, just like, just like TJ said, by being deceptive. Listen, I also yeah. read that a lot a lot of these guys are they're, they're opting out of the two twenty five bench press. Nobody cares about that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know these these forty yard dashes. You know I don't believe they have any relevance in how fast or or how fast you can play the game. If you can play the game of football and if you can think and react, 
then you can then you can play football. Interesting. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it from two receivers that that have ran really slow forty times. But and I'll tell y'all my forty time when we come back from this break. I'll let y'all know. All right. Well, we got legendary. Was that slow? You got to find it. Nah, I was rolling. (laughs) I was rolling. Yeah. And and, and, And if y'all think I'm, hey, if y'all think I'm lying, I'm gonna call somebody. And I he don't even know what we're talking about. He's a coach oh, in the league, and he'll let you know what I ran. I think I would have beat both of y'all in the 40. This is up on game. That's that's Plexico Burrs. That's T.J. Hushmanzada. I'm LeVar Arrington. And we're going to see how fast we can run through this break and get back <laughs> to hour number two. We'll be right back. Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> 